famousbeforethefame.com. Your number one source for South Florida's hot new indie hip-hop music, videos, and films. Now they have a podcast, one dedicated to introducing on-the-verge indie artists, young entrepreneurs, and internet personalities to the world. If you're not a fan, you will be by the end of this show. Without further interruption, here's your host, the CEO himself, Super Sean. Yo, what's good? Today I got Third Eye in here. What's good, my G? Yo, what it is, man? Aye, aye. Third Eye. I mean, you from Broward, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Born and raised. Born and raised. That's yeah. what's up. That's what's up. So, um, I mean, let's get down to it. The name Third Eye. Like, how'd you come up with that name? Or is that your first rap name? Nah, hell nah, man. I had so many damn rap names, man. I had to just, no, I tried to find something that more defines me. And some names sound like corny as fuck, you feel me? So like um third eye came from some shit from my um my homie Josh. Shout out to Josh or whatever. We was um probably back in like tenth, eleventh grade. I was chilling or whatever. I was going through situations or whatever, trying to figure out who my real friends was and shit. And not even that, even you know, just family matters and shit. So my homie he he got me into like reading my Bible and a lot of other shit and he was like, um he was like, Yeah man, you know what I'm saying, you could peep niggas and and um you know, I was just trying to go through different names that would define me or define my music. And also trying to make it seem, you know, not make it seem too corny or whatever. And, um, you know, Third Eye just happened to come upon when I was um, probably back in high school. And my homie Josh, he had put me on to the, um, the whole Third Eye thing. You know what I'm saying? Because at the time I was going through a problem with trying to, trying to find who was my real friends or who was really on my side, who was just there to take advantage of me and shit. So he was always telling me, like, you know what I'm saying, use your third eye to always peep a nigga intentions or however they coming or, you know what I'm saying, you know, just peep little shit, you know what I'm saying, just open your third eye to a lot of shit, you know what I'm saying, to keep, you know, open your mind up or whatever. And, you know, just saying that whole thing, like, you feel me, a lot of that shit, just a lot of a lot of things and a lot of obstacles in my life I was dealing with also, also came to where I had to use my third eye to mm. the peep shit. So I just thought, like, damn, that's something that defines me, and that's that's part of me. So I use that, and then the G part, that just shit just came from my old boy. That's something my old boy. He always called me that when I was young. So, you know, so. Okay, okay, that's what's up. So, um, you said you mentioned you was going through some shit. You feel me? Yeah. So I mean, like, you want to tap into that? I mean, a lot of shit, nigga. You know what I'm saying? A lot of a lot of typical shit niggas go through. You know what I'm saying? Niggas who you think your dogs, niggas not your dogs, and. You know what I'm saying? People who you think is on your side is not really on your side and people who folded on you and shit. Or niggas who, you feel me, thinking you a duck or whatever and try to run schemes on you or try to get over on you and they thinking it's easy or whatever. So, I mean, just a lot of, a lot of shit as I was growing up, I had to figure out, you know what I'm saying? And not, and not to let them niggas, like, you feel me, or let anybody, for that matter, take advantage of me. Yeah, yeah. Cause they definitely would try y'all here, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. Um, Lauderdale, like you know, everywhere it's like a doggy dog world. You yeah, feel me? Man. So sometimes, you know, actually everybody, you gotta learn. You might, you might gotta take a loss real quick and be like, you know yeah, what, I ain't yeah. gonna take that loss again. You exactly, feel me? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, um, when it came to growing up, um, who raised you? Did you have mom and pops in the household? Yeah, or what? my mom's and my dad was in the um was in the household. Okay. So they both raised me. You know what I'm saying? 
I mean, they not together right now, but you know, as growing up, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, they was the show me right from wrong, and my, you know what I'm saying, my moms, she'll show me, you feel me, my moms will show you like a moms will show you the right way, and your dad gonna show you the hard way. Mm-hmm. You feel me, your dad, of course, your dad gonna always gonna be hard on you because you know what I'm saying, especially my dad because you know what I'm saying, my dad was into that, you know, street life and shit like that. So he was always trying to tell me, you know what I'm saying, keep my eyes open on a lot of shit, you know what I'm saying. At that yeah. time, I'm young and shit, so my mind ain't focusing on dumb shit like that, whatever. Right. But, you know what I'm saying, he preparing me for that shit or whatever. That's real, that's real. So, um, I mean, you mentioned your pops was, in, you know, into the street life. Yeah. Um, You know, when when you when you say that, what, what exactly do you mean? I mean, just doing a lot of dumb shit, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying, doing... You know what I'm saying? Ain't trying to criminate no shit like that. You feel me? You know, just doing a little dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? You know, feel me? Running the streets, doing anything, make a dollar or whatever. You feel me? Right. So a lot of that shit, and within a lot of that time, he taught me. You feel me? He always gave me lessons on shit that fucked him up when he was out there, and he always told me to stay away from the shit and reasons why to do it or what the fuck, what happened to him, and you feel me? Shit like. You feel me? That would make me not even want to turn that route. You feel me? Okay, so um, with that being said, growing up, did you see your father do any time? Um, I mean, nah, not really. I mean, a lot of time. You told me when I was younger, he did time. That was probably when I was probably like one or two, probably like six months. You know what I'm saying? He was still in this wild phase then. Mm-hmm. So, but growing up a lot, you know, like he always told me, by the time I hit like one or two, he left mm-hmm. all that shit alone. You feel me? Because he realized he got, you know what I'm saying? He got a son to raise and. So all that she left all that dumb shit in the past, you know what I'm saying? As I'm growing as growing up, you know what I'm saying, he made a couple of mistakes. You know what I'm saying? But it wasn't no serious shit, nothing like that. Right. But you feel me? But most for most of the part, he was always there. That's what's up. That's what's up. You know, um a lot of times, you know, when I ask that question, I hear, you know, my father wasn't there or something like that. Yeah. You know, and when, and the reason I ask that question is because, you know, people don't really understand the effects of, you know, when you may not have one or the other yeah. parent in the household, you know what I'm saying? So, right. when I hear a lot of people's stories, it's just interesting to me, you know, the decisions and and the choices they may have made because someone was or was not there, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah. So, um as far as school, growing up, um what schools did you go to? Uh, I went to um, middle school. I went to Arthur Ashe. Um, oh, shit, I'm tripping. Um, elementary, I went to Walker, and then I went to Norfolk. Then I went to Arthur Ashe. Then I went to Stranahan. Okay. What kind of student was you growing up? I uh, was just an average student. I mean, sometimes, I mean, shit, fucking elementary. You know what I'm saying? I guess elementary, I guess you could say, you know what I'm saying, if I was follow the leader type shit, you feel me? Want to hang out with the bad kids and hang out with the, you know what I'm saying, the kids that seem cool or whatever. Mm-hmm. Fucking myself up in the, you know what I'm saying, fucking myself up in the long run. Mm-hmm. And um, middle school, by like sixth grade, it's still the same shit, trying to run with the wrong crowd, being the wrong, doing the wrong thing, you know what I'm saying. But at the same time, I was always like a good student, you know what I'm saying, I just average student. I wasn't no A, I wasn't no a roll, no honor student or whatever, but I made average grades and shit. Sit, by the time I hit about seventh grade, eighth grade, I realized like, man, you know what I'm saying? That shit, that shit played out. And it's time to get over that shit, or whatever. I mean, by the time I hit the middle school, man, my mind wasn't even focused on dumb shit like that. Yeah, I was. That's when you know what I'm saying. I started to take rapping, you know what I'm saying, more serious and starting to get into the rap more. Okay, okay. Um, what about sports? Did you play any sports? Uh, yeah, I played. Um, I played JV in um high school, like ninth and tenth grade. Football, basketball? Uh, football. Okay. That's about it. What position? I play O-line. Okay. Okay. Um, was that one of your dreams? 
Nah, it was just some shit I always wanted to, um, some shit I always wanted to experience. You know what I'm saying? Because I always wanted to play Little League, you feel me? But I could never do that because I had asthma and shit like mm-hmm. that. So, you know what I'm saying? I always wanted to be like my cousin or what, my big cousin or whatever. He played Little League or whatever, so I always wanted to play Little League, but I couldn't do it. So, by you know, by the time I hit high school, I figured, all right, man, I could do this shit by now. Mm-hmm. So, it was just some shit. Some shit just you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying, just you know, just the experience high school, do the, the typical high school shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, what what was your dream? Did you always um aspire to be a rapper? Uh yeah, um I always did. I always wrote poetry, rhymes and shit since second grade. But then, you know what I'm saying, as I got older, like I said, my mom's always my mom's always put me down, put me on game or whatever. She always told me about the rap industry before, you know what I'm saying, before people start realizing now what the rap industry is. And she always told me, you know what I'm saying, how to market myself and how to trademark myself and how to do certain things. So, you know what I'm saying, I always wanted to do that. But then by the time I hit, like, I'll say about 10th, 11th grade, I always knew I wanted to do more than just rap. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to become, you know what I'm saying, like be the director of the video or try to, you know what I'm saying, or be a, 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 not a ghostwriter, but write songs and produce beats and, you know what I'm saying, make films and yeah. designer clothes and stuff like that. Okay, okay. So, um, with that being said, let's, let's, let's take a step back. I mean, if, if you always loved music, what was the beginning, you know? Because I always tell people, like, it's a time in your life where you're like, yo, I like, you, you realize that not only are you a fan of music, but I could also create music. You right, know what I mean? Right. So, Growing up, what kind of music were you were you being influenced by coming up? Like uh, in the household, was your mom or father listening to? Uh, coming up, man, my mom she was heavily in the R and B. My mom loves R and B. My dad loved R and B too, but my mom she was definitely in the R and B. You know, um, old school SWV, Escape. You know what I'm saying? My grandma she always played the old school music, the Chuck Brown. You know what I'm saying? The uh, Tom Brown. You know what I'm saying? Alicia Myers, all that, and my dad, you know, what I'm saying he was into like the R and B, the nineties R and B type shit. Yeah, he was also into like uh the eighties dance music, I guess, like uh roll, not not, not roll bounce. What the fuck that name? That shit, shit. Like disco like, music, like disco shit. music type shit. So um, but a lot he he was influenced a lot by uh gangster rap. It was what they called it back then. Like Scarface, Tupac, Devin the Dude, um, fucking Devin the Dude. That's that OG that's that shit, nigga, man. Yeah. Fucking um, Scarface, Rap a Lot Records, fucking Dr. Dre. This is a lot of a lot of old Spice One, a lot of old shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That he, that that what inspired, that what got me to want to rap. Mm. I used to always every time you know what I'm saying he picked me up from school and he playing the songs or playing the beats and the beats always just you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. it inspires you and makes you wanna mm-hmm. like I could if they doing this I could do it also. You feel right, me? right, right. So yeah, man, it, a lot of that was. A lot of that was come, mostly come from my dad, from my dad playing older old old school music. So growing up, who can you say was one of, or I'm not gonna say one. Who were your favorite rappers? Like, what kind of music were you in particularly listening to? Um, growing up, I say after probably like after that after the my dad played the old school the old school gangster rap, it started becoming to more of like a. The new against the rap was Jeezy, Plies, Boosie. Um, I think it was Trick Daddy. Um, at that time, I was listening to Iceberg, but you know what I'm saying? He he didn't really too much know about Iceberg, but that's mainly like that's all I listened to. 
that's all I listen to until you feel me. Until probably like the summer of 08, my nigga uh, Skyler, you know, he, I don't, he from like Baltimore or some shit. Okay. So he's not from, he not from down here. And, um, we was in the stool one day and he was just like, and I, you know what I'm saying? I was, I was right, we was back rap, uh, rapping or whatever, making a song. And um, he was listening to my bars and he was like, man, he's like, you know what I'm saying? You sound like a fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like you from like an Atlanta rapper from the South. And now that I think about it now, it's like, at the, being at the stage I'm in now, I'd have been like, the fuck you mean? I'm from the South, so of course I'm going to make South music. So he was just like, um, yeah, man, he's like, you sound like you straight from the South. Like, you feel me? Like, you sound just like that. And he like, what do you listen to? And I told him, like, now all I listen to is Jeezy, Boosie, and Plies. A little bit of Trick Daddy here and there. And he was like, man, he was just playing music, just playing like, man, you don't know about this, or you don't know about that, so you fucking playing DMX, Nas, Jadakiss, Fabulous, fucking, um, um, damn. He just play, he playing a lot of a lot of um Styles P Royster Fire Nine he playing all that shit like you don't know what this is you don't know and I'm looking like nah what the fuck is this like who the fuck is that yeah. you know what I'm saying but at the same time while I'm saying like damn who the fuck is that I'm like damn that shit actually riding you feel me like you know what I'm saying I never forget he played one of these songs I forgot I don't know I think it was Mace or whatever the like 24 Hours to Live or whatever. So he played that and I was like yo they're like you feel me that's and then what got me into where I'm at now with the lyricists, he played Cassidy. And uh, at the time, Cassidy was out. But he everybody knew him for that one song, the little single song he had on the radio. And uh, he was like, yeah, you don't know about this nigga, dude. You don't know about that. I was like, that's Cassidy, of course. But he said, like, yeah, nigga, but you only know about that uh, the song that they playing on the radio. And I was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? But he played me one of his albums, and that nigga, I was like, yo, that nigga nice. So after then, that's what just got me into like, lyricism and he him he him himself what shaped me into like being you know what I'm saying being a lyricist and he was just like you know what I'm saying he wasn't sugarcoating what, what I was writing down or whatever he'll tell me if the shit garbage or if it's ass or whatever. So that's crazy because I was gonna say, you know, you said, you know, growing up your peoples was playing this kind of music and then, you know, you like this kind of music, but how you like the way you sound, like the way you rap has nothing to do with none of that. Yeah, because it's like you found a whole new sound. Yeah, it was like, whoa. Because because what happened was after after he he showed me that he was like, man, you gotta you gotta widen your your variety. It's a lot of it's a lot more music out here than you know what I'm saying than just what you're listening to. And I was like, yeah. He was like, man, you you know what I'm saying. You gotta listen to everything. Listen, even if you feel me, you feel the shit corny. You gotta listen to it because you you'll like it. Yeah. So growing up, that's what. I mean, that's what make me as I am right now. I'm a uh, music enthusiast. I love music. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's why I listen. Like, even the local rappers now, you feel me? Even if you don't have the little bit, I'm listening to it, you feel me? Because I want to listen to what the new sound is. So, yeah, that's just how I, I listen to all kind of shit, man. So, that's what formed my sound now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, because like I said, it's it's crazy that you said you listen to, you know, your peep trick daddy. You know, you mentioned all these southern rappers, but... You 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 sound like bar for bar, like you keeping yeah. up with a lot of these niggas that's that claim to be lyricists. You feel yeah, me? Yeah, so yeah. it's like, yeah, y'all watch out for third eye. You feel me? The only, yeah. Listen, people gotta realize famous people the fame. We we really, really take pride in fucking with people who really, really about that music. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like the reason you're here today, cause I really listen to these bars, like Midnight Savages, you yeah. feel me? St- like yeah. the whole the whole concept. Like we're gonna get into that because I think that 
the whole con I wanna I want you to break that shit down. Right, right. Like go in depth about it because I, I see the art. Like I right, see right. art, I love it. I just wanna I really wanna get the details about the shit. You feel me? Right. But um yeah, famous before the fame. We love lyricists. You feel me? It's not all about, you know, who's popular. It's not right, about right, that. Right. It's about the music. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Definitely. Definitely. So um we talked about, you know, your influences. When did you actually say, "Yo, I'm gonna take this shit serious. I want to be a rapper." You know what I mean? I wanna, I want, I'm gonna go to the studio or I'm gonna buy equipment. Like, yeah. what was your first experience when you said, "I'm gonna do this"? Man, that was fucking um, ninth grade, man. Fucking ninth grade. Me and my niggas. It was me, my nigga Bodie, my nigga, um, my nigga Vance, and this nigga named um, Mario. And um, the nigga he had a studio at the crib at the time. He stayed in like um, in Deep side. And um, and they was like, I was one day I was just we were just in the studio. I mean, not studio. We was at at the house chilling, and um, my homeboy Josh came through, and he was he was he been rapping before me or whatever. So he was just looking up beats, and uh, he he came across this beat on, on YouTube, and I was like, yeah, that shit fire. So I just went to rapping and rapping and rapping, and niggas was like, hold up, niggas, everybody just stopped in the room and just looked like, oh shit, this nigga can rap. So I'm like, yeah, bitch, I've been knowing how to rap or whatever. So he was like, my nigga Vance was like, well, hold on, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, hey, I got a nigga who got a studio and on um, Deep Side or whatever. But he was like, he ain't, he ain't recording no garbage niggas. He only he only record niggas that actually can rap. So, you know what I'm saying? And he got a nigga on the phone. And I rapped with a nigga on the phone. And the nigga was like, yeah, come through. We can, we can make some shit or whatever. And that's when I was like, fuck it, man. I'm finna, like, actually take this shit serious. Because at the time, that was like everybody. I think that was when everybody was blowing up. It was like a lot of, I think, 09, a lot of niggas was coming out. Uh-huh. So I figured, like, damn, these niggas blowing up. Ain't no problem, ain't, ain't no problem for me to blow up. It's, it's nothing, you feel me? That's what's up. So um, after that, like, what else, what can you say you did um, as an aspiring rapper? You know, what can you say something you did to say, yo, I'm taking this shit serious? Besides that, like, what, you know, some people... You know, go buy fucking studio equipment. Some people perform. I mean, like, what did you do? I mean, at first I was like, um, we was just recording at at his at his crib, and mm-hmm. then he was like, you know, we was re- recording for free, and then one day he was just like, all right, y'all got to start paying. You feel me? So I'm like, hold up, bitch. we got to start paying. So I'm like, man, pay for what? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you got to pay for the quality, man. This shit don't take. You know what I'm saying? We mixing and mastering this shit, man. This shit don't. You feel me? So he was like, um, now you feel me? Like I said, now that I think about it a ton, that nigga gave us a good ass deal because that nigga charged us $5 to fucking master it. Oh, mix. man. So I was like, you know what? You feel me? I'm a young nigga at the yeah, time. So like, I, I don't know shit by, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying, mixing and master. I'm like, nigga, I ain't paying, you know, $5 to fucking mix because I ain't, I ain't got it, bitch. I barely got $2. Yeah, man. yeah. So I'm not, bitch, I'm not paying, you know, $5 to mix and master or whatever. He was like, man, you know what I'm saying? Da, da, da. So somehow my nigga, he had, my um, my dog, he had them finessed them into letting us still record. Mm-hmm. So after that, that, sh- that whole, probably like the next year, that whole operation got shut. That nigga was like, nah, I'm not recording y'all no more. So at that time, I had to find like another another way to, you know what I'm saying, do the, the rap. Because at that time, I was like, damn, like, fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like. You you so used to recording now that you're not recording you feel like you ain't going nowhere yeah so you know what I'm saying so I found my other this other dude I was fucking with named Ian and uh, he was charged a ten and I was like this nigga this nigga charged a ten to fucking record yeah make mix and master show and nigga I'm not paying you ten 
But you feel me? If I want it done, I'm like, damn, I gotta do it. And you know what I'm saying? A lot of that's when a lot of the other niggas was, you know what I'm saying? I was fucking with at the time. They was rapping. They was like, yo, yeah, my my dude, he charged me thirty five. Then mm-hmm. my dude charged me a hundred or whatever. So I'm like, damn, this nigga charged me ten. I got a deal then. So you know what I'm saying? At that time, I'm like, where the fuck I'm finna get ten dollars from or whatever. So my mom, she used to give me little, you know, lunch money and shit, cause I had to pay for lunch. So my mom's gave me ten dollars, bitch, and started fucking going to lunch, bitch. I'm stashing that shit, okay, bitch. You okay. feel me? So like, you feel me? Like ten dollars a week. So I like, bitch, fuck it. By the end of the month, I had like forty, fifty dollars, bitch. I'm finna record like ten, I mean five songs in mm-hmm. the stew. And then after that that situation shut, I had to go to a real studio. That nigga, he was charging twenty five, thirty five to mix and master, a hundred dollars mm-hmm. for the whole thing. So, bitch, I end up working at the swap just to, you know what I'm saying? I'm making, working at the swap, making $100, mm-hmm. and all that shit going to the studio. Just for studio time. Just yeah. for studio time. Now, that's a, that's, a, that's, that's a story right there. That's something that a lot of, I want all y'all to listen to this shit, especially if aspiring rappers, you feel me? And a lot of people make that mistake in the beginning. They don't understand, you know, the, the, the fact that it costs to make these songs. Right. Nowadays, equipment and technology makes it so easy for you to record. You think, oh, what the fuck? You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. what we hear on the radio, yeah. that shit costs thousands of dollars. Yeah, like, bro, you feel yeah. me? Dave Pensado charging motherfuckers five racks just yeah, to mix yeah. and master their shit. So imagine, you know, somebody telling you $10. Yeah. You're like, man, fuck, fuck, I'm going to get this bread from. Yeah, you feel yeah, me? Just yeah, think about yeah. Yo, I, saw, I made the same mistake before too, bro. Before yeah. I went out and actually just bought my own shit and was like, man, fuck, I don't want to pay nobody. I, I'm going to do it myself. You right, feel me? Right, right. But uh, that's definitely a dope story. Do you feel me? That for, for people that's coming up to to kind of listen to and learn from. You know right. what I'm saying? Um, so eventually you ended up paying like real money to record. Yeah, paying real money to record. That's what's up, that's what's up. And you definitely know the difference in quality. Yeah, yeah, you definitely notice, like, man, I know the real shit. Like, you feel me? Don't go look this shit up, though. But I got some shit on YouTube when I first started rapping, but the quality is so fucking ass to, like, I noticed the difference. Like, damn, like, you feel me? To the shit I record now, like, yeah. damn, like, this, you feel me? I... Like they say, you get what you pay for. You feel me? That's real. And you know something else too? It's easier for someone to. It's easier to get someone to listen to your music if it sounds good. Right. Like you can have the garbage. Like your song could be garbage, bro. Right, right. But if that shit makes it master, the motherfucker will at least let at least twenty seconds yeah, play. Yeah. But if your shit sound horrible, like you speaking yeah. through a fucking water or some shit, yeah, yeah. they're not even gonna give your shit a chance. So that's step one. Make sure you got quality. You yeah, feel me? That that's that's what a lot of shit I learned. Now you feel me like professionalism is mm-hmm. like the key to everything. It's like a um you feel me even when it comes to my like my cover my up uh, album covers mixtape covers all mm-hmm. that shit I make sure it's professional because just like you said niggas not even fucking with it if it looks like you feel me trash yeah, yeah definitely yeah. man you gotta have your marketing up yeah. um so I mean let's get into like we're gonna go to the side real quick um when it comes to like this music when you're in the studio. What is something that you have to have when you're in the studio making music? Oh uh, shit, you know, peace and quiet, dude. Like no, like I don't want no interruptions. No, I usually I just record by myself. You know, for me, no one in the room. You know what I'm saying? Just me, the beats playing or whatever. That's that's basically all I need, really. Okay, okay. Um, you smoke or drink? Nah, I drink, but I don't. Really, I don't smoke okay, like that. okay. And and that's something else too. A lot of rappers, you know, smoke, drink. Yeah. You know, that's what they. That's why I asked that question. You know, I want to see what is something that you need. What 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 helps your writing process? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Man, the only thing help my process is a dope ass beat. Ah. That's like that's one of my pet peeves. Is like, 
if it's a like if it's a whack ass beat, I'm not gonna get no inspiration from it. And I know I know I'm not gonna get I'm not even you feel me? It's just like it's like that particular sound when you hear it like damn like you feel me because a beat the beat always brings the story out of you. So whenever I'm listening to it, I'm like, this beat ain't it, this beat ain't it. I could listen to the first five seconds, this beat ain't it. Until, you know what I'm saying, that certain beat come on and like, okay, this is it. So that's that's basically all I need, man. Is there any producers out there like that you would want to work with? Any names off the top of your head you could think um, of? I like okay, I like sample type beats and um <laughs> the only only producer I noticed that use sample is uh Ripper on the beat. Ah. A couple I think the uh Paradise track he did, mm-hmm. that was a sample. Okay. So I I love sample beats. So. Yeah, Ripper nasty with it. Him yeah. Major Nine. Check yeah. out Major Nine too. He nasty with it. That's yeah. another dude from Miami that's wicked with the samples. Um, let me think of who else. I'm not really but yeah, yeah, you definitely hit it on the head. Ripper is a monster with the samples. Yeah. And he's a, actually he's really good at playing the piano too though. Yeah. So he a lot of the times the things you hear you might think it's a sample yes. and he just keyed that bitch out. Yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. It's a lot fun. of talented people down here, man. I believe that. Believe yeah. that. Yeah, that's um dope. what about any artists? Is there any other artists out here that you would want to work with? Uh definitely. I fucking wanna work with uh Tarak, Tarak Sushi. Um Dirty one thousand, fucking um, it's a chick named um Savannah Christina. Okay, she's starting to blow up. Um, just off the head, I think those the three right there, just those three. Okay, okay. Um, so when when it comes to you know rappers like nowadays, they they have images, mm-hmm. right? They have these personas and these characters and different things like that. Um, some live the life that they, you know, uh, rap about. Right. Some don't. You know, it's just music, right? Right. You, yourself, what can you say makes you different? Like, what makes you, you know, stand out from all these different, you know, uh, characters in the game, per se? I mean, I'm just being me, basically, man. I'm, I'm not... I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to fake it like I'm some gangster, or some some dope, some dope dealer, some shit like that. But what I do, you feel me? I'm just the fly on the wall. You feel me? So I'm just giving you a vivid picture of how I see things around me. You feel me? Like I said, I. You feel me? Like most of my homies, I know a couple of homies that do what they do. Not saying that I do it with them, but you feel me? Like I'm just the fly on the wall. You feel me? So I'm observing. I'm watching. I'm like, damn. You feel me? And I'm putting that into a, into my music. Mm-hmm. I'm putting that to my story. I'm just, you feel me, observative about a lot of things. That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, so let's talk about these songs. Like, you know, you got a lot of songs out there. You know, you got a few that I really, really fuck with. Um, but I, I, I like to pick two. Right. Mm-hmm. One is Midnight Savages. The other, you, I, I think you just dropped this, and it's called Make a Play. Right. right. Um, Midnight Savages. Let's start with that song. Earlier you mentioned, you know, when it comes to beats, like, you know, it's about the beat. It's about the beat. Right, and right. I think as soon as you said that, I said, ah, that makes sense. Because when I when I hear your beat selections, it's like you pick movies. Yeah. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Exactly, it's like exactly. you don't pick no, oh, you know, nigga type in, be like, oh, uh, 21 Savage type beat. Yeah, yeah. Nah, it's like you type in, I need a movie. Yeah, you yeah, feel me? Yeah, yeah, because exactly. the whole concept of Midnight Savages just blows my mind. Like, right. it's so much shit going on in the song, right. but it's like a story, like, you know what I mean, that you're telling. So, I mean, let's get into it. Explain Midnight Savages to the people. 
All of them niggas been mobbing. All of them niggas been bodied. Pull up on you in the silence. Tonight we just might hear some sirens. The warriors, they ready for violence. The warriors, they out till they wildin'. The warriors, you got it, they timing. You look at their face and I'm smiling. Too much of that webby, these niggas been right here fucking all that savage. These niggas from wars, the way that they moving in packs in the night. Know that niggas will pull up on you midnight, riding in the pedal Take his life, now he doing life. Ray Gibson, right? Pull up on you with a magnum in the man and watch your opponent just splatter. Man down, man down. These niggas not playing around. Pull up on you, bare face, grit teeth, cop back. Man down, man down. These niggas not playing around. These niggas are now black. Finna leave you red, dead for the green. Now your mama blue while on TV. Send they kill my baby, y'all for the green. Over the white. I ain't talking about the mando. Ready for war like commando. Get the call, that's commando. Running your house while you land down. Niggas been not just like Rambo. Midnight Savages is just a song, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, what happens in Broward. During the summer, you feel me? When the clock hits 12, you feel me? So you feel me? Like, you know, as gr- growing up, you know what I'm saying? A lot of my friends, you know what I'm saying, did that type of crime, you know what I'm saying? Where they hit houses or they trying to do anything, you know what I'm saying? Because school coming up, you feel me? They got to have a new J's or whatever. So they going to do what they got to do to get that, you feel me? Because moms can't get it, you feel me? So a lot of that shit is just like, you feel me? Like I said, the fly on the wall. So I'm just... Watching what all my homies did, listening to the stories that they told me or how they did it, and then now I'm just putting it into my point, my point of my perspective. Also, you feel me? A lot of other shit, like um, I said, something like the sirens, like late night, you hear the sirens, like late night after midnight after one. You feel me? So a lot of that. I mean, just that just basically that sums it up. I mean, not sums it up, but that's just what it is. What happens in Broward after after the clock hit twelve? You know what I'm saying? Like that's when all the all the savages come out. That's when you feel me, people that you that you wouldn't see in the day, mm-hmm. they're out. That's what what's me? up. And that per it makes perfect sense, bro. Cause I'm listening to this shit. I'm like, yo, this is like a movie, my G. That shit remind me of like you know the thriller, the thriller jump. Yeah. You feel me? Like I could just imagine that. You feel yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. So um, with that being said, like who produced the beat? Uh, the person that produced the beat, I got it off of YouTube. Um, his name is Scum Forty Nine. Okay, okay. He produced the beat. Um, I found it on YouTube. Is uh, it was a Mick Jenkins type beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mick Jenkins is another rapper from Chicago. Okay. So you know what I'm saying. I just typed that in, and it, it just popped up. And I once I heard the beat, I was like, it gotta be something grimy. It can't be this. This this gotta be a grimy a grimy type song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely, and that shit hard. You feel me? I want everybody to go out there and look at that Midnight Savages. The shit is fire. You feel me? You got the video too with the joint, right? Right. Go check the shit out, cause the shit is a motherfucking movie. You exactly, know what I mean? Y'all gotta man, go check that shit out. I was really. You know, caught off guard for a second. I was like, "Oh shit!" I see the bitch on the ground, all type of shit. I'm yeah, like, whoa, yeah, yeah, whoa. yeah. That was pr- I, I did that purposely, man. Okay. I know people like drama. You feel me? Yeah. So when you see that, like, okay, what happened? You mm-hmm, feel me? So mm-hmm. you see a nigga on the floor laid out. You thinking, damn, these niggas crazy. So you gonna click on it? Who who, who directed the video? Uh, the person that directed the video was uh Justin um Justin Hall and um my homie Joseph King. They directed the video for me, man. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me take a minute to ask my listeners a few questions. Did you subscribe yet? Are you on SoundCloud slash Famous Before the Fame? Did you follow us? Are you on iTunes? Famous Before the Fame podcast. 
did you subscribe yet how you think you gonna hear these podcast interviews i drop every week if you haven't subscribed what about youtube i know you on youtube but have you subscribed yet you gotta subscribe so you'll be the first to listen when i drop these episodes every week do yourself a favor don't be a follower and wait for someone else to share everything then like it subscribe now and to all my current subscribers much love now let me get back to this interview so did he come up with like the whole concept did you have any input no, or what I, I created the whole scene the whole thing because um one of the inspirations that came from it was a uh, was a uh, minister society ah. you know what i'm saying growing up a lot that's all my dad. One of my dad's favorite. He loved gangster films. Mm. Wherever it comes from, Goodfella or you know anything with Robert De Niro in it, um, Boys in the Hood. You know what I'm saying? And it kind of, you know, a friend had an influence on me because now nah, that's all I like to watch. You feel me? So I figured, like, you know what I'm saying? I could do something like I, you know what I'm saying? I got kind of got the pitch idea from uh, Twenty One Savage when he did the uh, the liquor store the liquor store theme. Mm-hmm. So I figured, okay, damn, well I can I mean. It, it, it'll be dope if I can do the car scene. Ah. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I came up with the whole the whole skid and the, the directing part. That shit was hard. You know what I'm saying? I, at first, I was like, you know you know what movie? You know that joke, uh, Deuce Deuce? Yeah. South Central. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. what I first, and I was like, nah, nah, that's something else. You feel me? And then now that you said that, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But um, like the art, like that shit is dope, bro. The creativity yeah. behind it. Yeah. Again, like I said, this is about art. This is about music. It's about realism. Like you, you, you made a song, and you, 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 um, you know, made a visual that really brung the song to life. Right. You know what I mean? And that's what it's really all about. It's layers to this shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The cover art. The songs, exactly. the music, the mixing, like all that shit matters. You right, know what I'm saying? Right, right. Um, you did a real good job, bro. Yeah, did definitely, thanks, bro. definitely. Um, so when you made this song, like where were you when you wrote this song or came up with the concept? Or um, I was multiple places. I was in my, I was in the crib. I was in the car. You know what I'm saying? I was at the job. You know what I'm saying? I just, the beat just kept playing and kept playing and kept playing. You just, and like I said, the beat it brings the story out of you. So when you hear the beat, you just think, okay, damn, like, what did it sound like? You know what I'm saying? That it sound like, sound like some Freddy Krueger type shit, some Night Scheme type shit. So I was like, damn. So it gotta be something grimy, like you feel me? Like, okay, dumb. I know exactly what it's gonna be. Like, like exactly, like damn. I know exactly what it's gonna be. You know what I'm saying? Then I added the uh the wolves howling as in the represent for the savages, and then you know what I'm saying? The and then you know. A fact is that the wolves, once the, uh, it hits midnight, you got the werewolf that, you know what I'm saying, that house at midnight. So that's when the whole the whole wolves and the savages came into play. Ah. That's dope, bro. So the wolves wasn't even originally a part of nah, the beat. Nah, I put that in there. That's dope, you know, because, like, I had this engineer, shout out Mark, you know what I mean? Anything I thought of. Yeah. He would like literally go to his sound bank yeah, and like yeah. type in some words yeah. and the shit would be there. Like yeah. he had a shitload of sounds. Yeah. Like you be like, yo, I need a dog barking like this. Er, er. Yeah, he go yeah, in that yeah. bitch, he be like, like this, er, er. like you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. so when you said that to the engineer, like I want wolves howling, like what did he say? Like what did he do? No, actually I, I did the engineer actually. Okay, okay. So like like I said, it was it was just one of those things where you you had an ear I had an ear for it. 
So you know what I'm saying? Like I recorded I recorded the whole song and I was like, is is you know what I'm saying, it's missing something. I gotta mm-hmm. add something that'll give the listener a more vivid picture uh, of, you know what I'm saying, of what I'm looking at or what I'm seeing. You definitely did that because the the wool, like that's why I said it was so much going on. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, like before I even seen the video, it yeah. was like, yo, I could just imagine the video. It just started making me visualizing things. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. So like that's that's definitely a part, like something that's that that people gotta bring back to music. You know what I right, mean? It's right. not just about this bouncing around. It's about the whole thing and its whole. You know the pr- the, the production, the producing. Definitely. So um, I mean, you said you engineered it. So like, you engineer a lot of your music or what? Yeah, I mean, basically, man, I I, I started learning how to do it. I mean, just working on this mixtape. I learned how to do everything. I did this whole mixtape by mm. myself. I probably did like like one one or two songs I recorded at the studio. Yeah. But the whole mixtape, I did it on my own. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I started, you know what I'm saying? After a while, you get... My thing was going into the studio and, um, you know what I'm saying? My whole thing is the privacy part. You try to... You want to... It's things that you're it's certain sounds and certain things that you're going to get that you can't get inside mm-hmm. a studio. Mm-hmm. So if you all alone... You feel me? Your true expression of how you feel and what you want to come out is going to mm-hmm. come out on that song. So, I did the whole thing to myself and I just, you know what I'm saying, just YouTubed it. And I figured like, okay, bomb, I do this and do that. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't easy, trust me. Yeah, so, you feel yeah. me? Like, so, I just, you know what I'm saying, I took my time and worked on it and worked on it. That's interesting you said that. You said, you know, I just did it all by myself, you know, in my crib or whatever. Like, fuck the studio. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, because I was just watching this uh, Migos interview with Coach K and all of them, and it was like when they when he first was fucking with the Migos, he was like, "Yo, your first album, I'm gonna keep them in that closet, that same closet exactly. that they made Versace and all that other shit in." Man, them niggas staying in that closet. Exactly. We we gonna keep that same swag, that same hunger. Yeah. Fuck the big studio exactly. because it's gonna change things. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's like sometimes when people, like they say, when rappers get a lot of money, they 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 music change. Exactly. They not hungry no more. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So it's like <laughs> stay in that closet, bro. Yeah. Especially if you made if you made Midnight Savages in that closet, man, stay in that motherfucking closet. Exactly. Fuck bro. them studios, bro. Keep keep there cooking up. You feel me? In your own comfort zone. Right. Cause like you said, that's when the best music is made, bro. Exactly. You just start wandering you start writing yeah. and before you know it it's like especially if you engineer your music right. to me someone who engineers their own music yeah produces their own shit pick their or do all that shit it's such a different level right. you know what i'm saying of artistry to me because you re- you engineering your shit so yeah. it's you you want to sound you like oh i'm gonna yeah. do it like this yeah. so your ear is much more tentative it's like much more like you hear things yeah. that people wouldn't hear yeah you know like what I mean? you know what you want to hear exactly. you know what you want to sound like Exactly. exactly, you know what I mean. So it's nothing. It's nothing higher than that to be able to control your whole sound. It's an entirety, bro. So much respects to that. Yeah. Um. Now let's get to this next song, though. This next song, "Make a Play." Mm-hmm. It's like you ain't switch it up, but you still talk. You still talking to people. You know what I mean? You still talking to the youth. Right. Talking about the youth. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you still reaching them, and it's like you you not slacking. You ain't dry, you ain't short for no bars, you still speaking that shit. Right. It's like, come on, bro, like Yeah. <laughs> Is that that's exactly what I bro, that's exactly what I was thinking when I wrote it. You know what I'm saying? Cause when I um like I said, this it was a while since I dropped the the, the mixtape. Mm-hmm. So it was a while since I dropped any music. 
And you know what I'm saying? It was like a lot of things, like everyone posting like, oh, yeah, I ain't never hear a rapper that flow like this before. Right? And I'm like, like, man, not to be cocky or anything, but you know what I'm saying? Rapping is a blood sport. Mm-hmm. feel me? So any, you know what I'm saying? You like, oh, I ain't never heard a rapper flow like this before. And you looking like, I, I eat this nigga up. Yeah. You feel me? So it was just... It was just one of those things, like, okay, bro, I got to put out some type of music. I can't just slack. I got to put out some type of music to let him know that, you feel me? I, he's not the only nice rapper out here. You feel me? It's other rappers that's been doing it. You feel me? Make a play. You telling these niggas, like, we got to make it. Hey, you got to go get that bread. You feel me? Chase that bag. Exactly, you know what I mean? Bro. But, um, yeah, who produced that song? Um, Actually, it was a um, beat already made by the um, Childish Major. Um, he's a big time producer. Well, I wouldn't say. Well, yeah, I guess you could say he's a big time producer in the industry. Um, I was looking up a beat and um, someone must have remade it, and um, I clicked on it. I was going to buy it, but then I really after I bought the person album, I seen that that you know that song was on there, mm-hmm. so I just remixed it basically and did a freestyle to it. Okay, okay, yeah. definitely that shit is fire. Y'all make sure y'all go check that shit out. Make a play, third eye. <laughs> niggas fire you know what i mean especially when it comes to bars he's not slacking you know what i mean y'all need to diversify y'all fucking ipods or whatever the fuck y'all <laughs> listening to right now because that 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 shit y'all listening to is really that's that cut you yeah. know what i mean we, yeah. we we need that raw you know what i mean so definitely check my check my g out you know what i mean yeah so um we we gonna talk about some shit that's going on you feel me in the local news and shit like that before we you know touch on some other things and wrap it up um, but locally, you know, uh, Kodak Black, you know, All right. back a couple months ago, I guess you could say, you know, he, he ended up saying some shit about local rappers and he was the right. face of Florida, right. different things like that. You as an aspiring rapper, um, when that was said, like what was going through your mind? I mean, I, I really didn't feel no type of way about it. You feel me? Because you know what I'm saying? Kodak being who he is, you feel me? And then you feel me like like I said, not to be cocky or anything, but you know what I'm saying. I know that you know what I'm saying in the studio, I eat him up. Mm. You know what I'm saying. I know that you know he making music that you know for people that want to hear it, his genre that wants to hear it. Mm-hmm. Another thing is you know what I'm saying. I felt like he was getting too cocky. You feel me? And that's one thing. You feel me? I'm that's home team, so I'm always like, yo, man, you do your thing, but you know what I'm saying. I just don't want him to get too cocky. Because when you get too cocky, you feel me, God bring you down. Yeah, yeah. Shit like that happens, bro, all yeah. the time. And I tell people that, too. We said it earlier. You know, it's like when you start getting your money, your music change. Exactly. You know, when you start getting money, your personality change. Yeah. Different things like that. So it's like, you know, nobody is um, invincible to that. Right, right. right. Um, you know, it may hit you. You may make the decision to say fuck it, or you might say fuck it, and you might just eat that shit up and do it. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. it's all your choice is yours. Right. You feel me? Especially out here in this earth, it's like it's deep. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, you yeah. Can, you could do whatever you want. You know what I mean? Right. So um, with that being said, like uh, right after that, unfortunately, you know, being on live, doing what we do, cause we such. Di- the way technology got us, bro, yeah. it's like your phone, you don't leave home without your phone. Right. You always doing this and that. Like, I come from a different generation of, you know, when phones, when when, I, when phones first came out when I was young, right. the bitches ain't have cameras, number one. Right. You feel me? So nobody 
gave a fuck about taking pictures, none of that shit. Yeah. Now it's like you have to take pictures. Right, right. You have to have an Instagram. Right. If you're a musician, you have to be online. All this shit. Uh-huh. So he's just being who he is. He's being right. he's an artist. He's young. He's online. He's documenting all this shit for his yeah. fans. Yeah. And come to find out that somebody's watching the shit. They call the police and he gets raided and now he's locked up. You right. feel me with all these different charges. Yeah. Um fortunately a few of them got dropped. He's still facing some. But um, with that being said, this whole Instagram showing yeah. everything you're doing and all that shit, like, what's your thoughts about that? Man, I don't even do none of that shit, man. I don't even be into all that shit. I mean, if you go on my page right now, I think the last thing I posted probably, like, a couple months ago or some shit. I mean, posting, I mean, a lot of that shit is just... For what reason? I don't even know, man. I don't even be into all that. I'm more of a private person anyway. So I'm not finna post anything or what I'm doing. I mean, and I mean, like, if you a gangster or you're an OG, like how you say you is, like, why would you post all that shit? What you got the need to post all that shit for? That's real. I mean, like, that shit is dumb as fuck to me, you feel me? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even put none of that shit out, you feel me? You know, even knowing what you got, knowing that people, you feel me, knowing that people don't like you, knowing that people's coming for you, but you still gonna, you feel me, post yeah. that shit. That's just dumb as fuck to me. Hey, man, listen, it's like, we're going to get into the whole Takashi shit in a minute, too. But it's like, you know, if 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 you, you put that shit out, it's going to come. You exactly, know what I'm saying? It's like exactly. you put the bait out there, the fish going to bite the shit eventually. The yeah. motherfucker hungry, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, that's why I said, like, I come from the generation where it's like, bro, if you're really hustling out here, you're not going to display the shit. Exactly. You got a bucket that you're going to drive every single day. Exactly, you feel me? Bro. You're going to go play lottery at 8 o'clock, the 7.50 every fucking day. You live normal, man. Normal, you yeah, feel me? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you got to blend in. It's exactly. not like you don't want to pop out, bro. That's, that whole shit is dead, you know what yeah. I mean? That whole paid in full shit, bro, that's not the fucking way. Yeah, man. It just bring nothing but trouble to exactly. you, bro. Exactly. So, um... Speaking of that, you know, we, we talked about this earlier, the whole character. Everybody got images and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Some people, you know, you might have went to school with them, and then all of a sudden you see them now, they got chains on and yeah, fucking yeah. purple hair, all these different things. So it's like 6 9 to me is like one of those examples yeah. of how an image can help you right. or an image could hurt you, right? right, right. Uh, per se, before this whole image thing, he was yeah. just another motherfucker out there rapping. Right, right. One day he came out and said, yo, I'm going to do this. He came out and he had an image, a crazy-ass image, yeah. and that's what the media picked up. Yeah. They didn't even give a fuck about his songs or nothing. They yeah. just seen this dude with all this crazy-ass hair, right. and then boom, he popping. Uh-huh. Like, what's what's your thoughts on the whole, like, you have to have an image, fuck the music, like, you have to have an image. What's your thoughts about that? I mean, that's, 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 my th- that's the reason why music is fucked up now, you feel me? Because everybody is all about the image, you feel me? Nobody is, is really focusing on the music. It's all about, you feel me, how to, how to keep this keep this image up. I got to maintain this. A lot of times, keeping that image up is what they feel like they got to do in order to maintain success in the, in the game, you feel me? So they feel like if they, if they you know what I'm saying, off-rip, off they're not being themselves. They know they're not themselves. Even the people that, you know, that's viewing it can look at them and tell that they're not themselves. So even when they feel like, okay, damn, once I be myself, that's it. All the money is gone. You feel me? So that's that's basically mostly what it is, man. Yeah, man. It's like, and I said, I, I'm, I, this might be the first time I said it, but I had a conversation the other day, you know. A lot of people, like, for instance, for him, 
at one time he never was really like that. Like you can't exactly. go back in timeline and say, oh, in high school he was always flashy like this. Exactly. Like there's people who really sometimes like are crazy like that. Like there's some people who really dress like that. Yeah. There's some people who really, you know, talk a certain way or whatever, whatever. And it's really them. Oh. But there's some people who do this image thing just to make, you know, for attention. Right. And I believe that's one of the things that's, he, he falls in that category. Exactly, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Broward, you know, and I say that about Broward too, with so many people that's rapping here, we don't really support a lot of the people that we should or shouldn't support, right? Yeah. And there's people, and I'm not even going to say no names, but there's people who have this image and the image is not even fake. It's really them, right? right? right. And we just chose not to support them, oh. right? But now when you see how New York support, even though that motherfucker looked like a clown, yeah, like literally yeah, Ronald, yeah. what's the nigga, Ronald McDonald? Ronald McDonald, yeah. Like yeah. he literally <laughs> looks like Ronald McDonald. Yeah. And they supported him though. Yeah. And you, that's just to me an example of how support can help. Exactly, you feel me? Yeah. So it's like, yo, we really need to grasp down and, and decide what we're going to support. We're going to yeah. support image. We're going to support music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're going to support both. You know, you got to give everybody a chance now. Yeah, you feel yeah. me? So it's like, I mean, that's that, all I ask. That's the thing, though. Niggas, niggas ain't supporting, no, you feel me? They're not going to support the music. I mean, they're going to support the music if they, you feel me? They supporting the image, the negative image. You feel me? For what we, I don't know why that shit is like that, but you know what I'm saying? I guess they feel like, oh, oh, this person likes this negative image. I got to like that negative image. I'm going to be down with them. You feel me? So, I mean, that's where all that shit starts at anyway. So a couple months ago, um, probably last month, you know, time flies for me. I don't know what the fuck going on no more. But um, Drake, he had came to Dade, you know, went to the U. I think he went to Miami High. And, um, you know, before we knew what was happening, you know, we just thought he was down here shooting a video. Right. But um, when the video came out, it's actually what he did was he was documenting some, um, you know, some things that he was doing and basically right, right. he donated some money. Right. Um, the video says it was like almost a million dollars. Right. Um, to, 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 to do something, something so drastic like that, even though it's a great dresser. Right. Uh -huh. Um, let's, let's take, let's take you back even more. The year before that Drake was like on the chopping block. Uh -huh. of of a controversial situation where DJ Khaled had um you know got a young man beat from Miami right, right. this sound that that is really a, a South Florida sound you want to uh -huh. say Broward or Day whatever it is but it's like a sticking sound or whatever it is uh -huh. and um he got this beat and he put Drake on it right and um South Florida we here we locally I know yeah. they was in a fucking uproar everybody was mad yeah. like how the yeah. fuck you gonna get this nigga on the song, yeah, yeah, yeah. blah blah blah. All these people, you could have did a remix with all the trick and all. Blah, 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 blah. So everybody was mad as fuck. Everybody couldn't stand the motherfucker, right? Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, fast forward, he comes and he buys the fucking city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and he documents the shit. And now everybody. And the like, song called God's Plan. Yeah. Yeah, man. Now everybody's like, oh yeah, yeah, I love Drake. Yeah, it's man, Drake. It's Drake. 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 Sliding, man, this shit crazy yeah, to me, yo. So, like, what's your what's your thoughts? I'm gonna give my thoughts after, but what's your thoughts about the situation? I mean, the situation, like I said, I mean, okay, you, uh, I want, I want to go back to when you said, you know, what I'm saying last year when DJ Khaled put Drake on the song. I felt like, you feel me? I wasn't even mad. You feel me? I just felt like that was that was one for that was one for Florida. You feel me? Like, man, you got DJ Khaled. You feel me? 
and then you put you put um our culture, which is sticking music or whatever, and you got a big a big time artist mm-hmm. that's not even from here to hop on that. I wouldn't even be mad at that. You feel me? I, how I seen it was that was a one for Florida. You feel me? You even put the nigga that made the beat. He's from here. You put him on. Mm-hmm. You made him a lot of money. He got a career now. Exactly. He that, literally has a career that, now. That, I wouldn't. That wasn't even nothing to be mad about. Mm-hmm. For what reason? I don't know. And then, even though putting the artist on from like I said, DJ Khaled knew what he was doing. Putting the artist on. Well, if you put an artist from here onto that. People probably gonna look at it. Okay, that's just another Miami culture. That's another Broward culture. But if you put Drake, the biggest, you feel me, the biggest artist, on there, knowing Drake is gonna take it far, knowing Drake's gonna go multi platinum. You feel me? Now you you bringing your culture all over. You feel me? All, so like I said, that wasn't. I wasn't even. I wasn't even mad at that. I seen it. I seen it in a different way. And for people to take it that way, number one, I just thought it was just a lot of following. Cause this person is mad, I'm gonna be mad too. Like you, right? You feel me? And then fast forward, now he don't came down, and he did all the good thing, and now it's good Drake. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, I like Drake. That means they never, you feel me? It they were just following from the beginning. It wasn't no really no love lost in the first place. Exactly, Let me tell you bro. something about music. Music is so motherfucking powerful. Right. They 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 say that shit got a lot to do with all type of shit. But listen. Music is powerful. A nigga, you could not like somebody today and that nigga drop a hit tomorrow. You forgot you didn't like that exactly, nigga. You feel me? Exactly. It could be your enemy. Yeah. And when you when you in front of everybody, you ain't going to dance to that shit. But in your car, you're going to turn that bitch up and you're going to yeah, rock yeah. to the song and say, man, I don't like that nigga, but this song is harder than a motherfucker. You yeah, feel me? Yeah, it's yeah. crazy, bro. But like you, you touched on it earlier how you said, and I'm glad you said that, to, to, to think that people think like this is great. You feel me? It's, it's no hate. Yeah. Like, the the strategy is this. If you really look at Drake, Drake is known for jumping on sounds. Like exactly. the whole bass shit. Yeah. The whole Texas shit. Like he did it first. Like that's yeah. what he does. He rides sounds yeah. and he tries to help, you know, nationalize these sounds. Make exactly. these sounds acceptable everywhere. Yeah. Example, the bass shit, that hypey shit, nobody yeah. wasn't really fucking with it after a while. It died out. Then out of nowhere he came, jumped on the beat, yeah. motherfuckers was loving the sound yeah. and now that sound was popular. Bitches was typing in, yeah. I want this type of beat. You feel yeah, me? Yeah, so it's yeah. sounds. So this, that's what that's what Khaled was trying to accomplish. He was trying to make that sticking sound right. something national exactly to the next level exactly. right and, he and then exactly it. and in in the process of doing that he actually helped jumpstart careers exactly. for people who were not even like the sound exactly. like that sound wasn't known exactly. but now this young nigga is like, traveling the world exactly and now that you say that i want to break up a point okay he did that and he brought up you know what i'm saying he brought he put drake on that sticky music now you got you have this other artist, uh, Savannah Christine. <laughs> we got bloopers this time, bro. Yo, that's just that crazy, bro. But yeah, I was like I was saying, you know what I'm saying? The, the uh the girl Savannah Christina. Um, only have you you listened to that song, The Florida Boy? No. Yeah, man. It's like um she is like it's it's just like the uh I wouldn't say just like, but it's kinda like similar to the uh the um the to the Mac song. Okay. It's it it's the it, it resembles, you know what I'm saying, the sticking culture. 
So the the fact that Drake went far on that, mm-hmm. and I feel like she's gonna blow up now because you know what I'm saying. Now when somebody else listened to it, exactly. it's like okay, damn, this is okay. That sounds this like is, the it, it sounds ah. like that. So this is another one. So okay, so this is their culture. Just like, just like uh, I know a lot of people probably not familiar with it. Like uh, like Chance the Rapper mm-hmm. when he came out with the Jukin, mm-hmm. and a lot of people was like, okay, damn, this is what they do in Chicago. This is their culture, right? So it's just it's just like that. Exactly. And that's the reason why, let me tell you something, rap has turned into, and it's social media probably that does it, but, you know, Diddy, I think, said this shit the other day, how music is saturated. Mm -hmm. It's so many rappers that sound like people. Mm -hmm. Like, when I was coming up, you ain't want to have the same shoes as the next person. Like, I would literally go to Virginia. Like, I I went to school in Maryland. I would go to Virginia to buy shoes because I ain't want no shoes like the niggas in Maryland. Like, we would do that because you ain't want to be like nobody. Nowadays, you come out with a hot song, somebody definitely is going to take your fucking cadence. They're going to take your flow. You know how many songs I hear Kodak Black Motherfucking no flocking flow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking can't stand it, bro. I hear a, I hear a ma a nice ass beat, <laughs> and I be like, oh, they gonna come in like you yeah. know double dutch. You know how you gotta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How yeah. you gonna come in? How yeah, you gonna, yeah. And this nigga come in just like Kodak on no fucking flocking. I mean, and see a lot of that. That's that's one thing. I you know what I'm saying. That's one thing to bite. I think Snoop Dogg was saying this also, but like you know what I'm saying. But that's inspiration though. You know what I'm saying because where are you gonna you know what I'm saying. You was inspired by somebody by Kodak to make that. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times they figure, okay, damn, that made him some money, so you know, I'm, I'm gonna make the money. Also. Let me tell you something. That is ninety nine point nine fucking percent, bro. Yeah, that point one yeah. is the niggas who are inspired. That's yeah. the, what I'm trying. That's that's exactly what I'm trying to say. Yeah, you are right. It's inspiration, right. and it's great for the person who made the shit, who originated yeah, yeah. the shit. Yeah. But all these ninety nine point nine motherfuckers yeah, yeah. out here. They, they want all me. want to make a song because that yeah. shit was hot. It yeah. sound like that nigga shit. Yeah, that's yeah. all it is, bro. Yeah. It's not like they like, oh, duh, duh, duh. man, that's all it is. Because yeah. you want to know why? Everybody who got a hot ass song that got an original flow, you're going to yeah. hear another motherfucker come out with another song like that. The yeah. whole world is inspired, but why are you inspired? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. what is what is the reason you're inspired? Is it just because this is a dope song, or is it because you want to make a song just like him for this purpose? You right, know what I mean? Right, Bro, that's what's pissing me off. Yeah, that's man. what's really pissing me off. And that's the, the, another thing. When I listen to you, I don't hear nobody. Right. That's why I said how, did, how you listening to Trick and all these different people, and then you don't sound like none yeah. of them. I mean, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't easy. It definitely wasn't easy because you know what I'm saying. It's just like after a while, you listen to listen to it so much, you listen to it so much, so you're gonna sound like it. Mm. So that was a tough battle. So like you know what I'm saying, I could be writing something, and I go and I recite it out loud. And I'm like, damn, I can't. Use, I sound like this person. Yeah, I sound like that. And then that's when writer blocks begin to you know start. And mm-hmm. now you can't make another song because you don't want to sound like this person. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times I feel what a rapper saying when he's saying, oh, man, you sound like this. No, I don't sound like that, man. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me I sound like that. Yeah. Man. So, you feel me? Because I made a conscious effort to not sound like this. Exactly. Nigga. Don't play with me, son. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> man. Mm. That's dope, though. So, everybody know something is coming really, really soon. A lot of aspiring rappers take take pride in this, and they, they want to make this list. This list is like the 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 only thing that matters to some people, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. XXL freshman list. Yeah. A lot of people 
think being on this list, like literally last year you wasn't rapping, this year you rapping, you want to be on the list. Yeah. Like they they just forgot the whole hustle, the whole reason yeah. why the list exists. You feel yeah. me? So with that being said, last year fucking half of Broward was on the fucking list. And, yeah, and I'm not even trying to be dope. funny. Like yeah. half the list of, of of people who was up next was like from Broward. Yeah, that was you know, dope. this year it's it might not be a lot of more people, but it's still I seen them. They they've been going to XXL. They've been going up there taking right. pictures, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Right. Um, what's your take on XXL freshmen, um, or any of these lists yeah. that that are out here today? I mean the list. I mean, let me say it like this. Like I said, I like I love music. So you know what I'm saying. I've been following Double XL since shit since fucking middle school days since '09. Um, the the list, man. I think I think it's really full of shit. Really. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of, like, even, like, you could predict who going to be on the list this year. You know what I'm saying? And it, it, at one point in time, it was specifically about MCs, people who can actually rap. Now you're just getting it. It's, it's kind of like the Grammys. It's a popularity motherfucking it's, contest. Exactly, man. So, What's I mean, her name? I think her name Vanessa. Yeah. I think that's her name. Vanessa I don't know. Satin. If it's Vanessa, whatever her name is... I would all respect y'all need to stop that shit. It's yeah. not all about followers yeah. and all that bullshit. The strategy y'all using is really to, and it's some culture vulture shit because yeah. it's y'all looking at the analytics and y'all seeing who who got engagement. Yeah. And really, they just want that engagement on their website. That's yeah. all it really is. It's not about like you said the the MC, the lyrics, the music. Yeah. Half the people, it's fucked up to say, but they don't really make it to the next level. So yeah. what y'all really selecting them for? You feel me? Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. Go ahead. What what else? But yeah, man. Like like I said, man. The double XL is it's kind of like the Grammys. It's more like who's popular the at, at, at the time. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people that should have been on that list don't make the list. So a lot of people that you know, you saying you looking at the analytics and you looking at the the uh, I'm saying you looking at the the background. You like. He got. He has all this. The credentials. How he not make it? You know what I'm saying? And they're gonna tell you, oh well, you know what I'm saying. This person did more than him. That person did more than him. You know what I'm saying? So a, a lot of times it's just, and a lot of th- a lot of times too is also because you know what I'm saying. They want to make the sales, so they're gonna put on whoever they think is gonna get them the sales. That's real. I mean. You hit it on the, you hit it on the head when you said the Grammys. Yeah. Like when people see the Grammys, like how many people get snubbed for the Grammys all the fucking time for yeah, the dumbest man. shit. You be like, oh, this was the great. Everybody will collect. It's kind of even like the fucking presidency shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know you don't want this motherfucker to win or he shouldn't win, but the motherfucker still win. You be like, god damn. Yeah, man. Bro, every year. Every you feel year, me? Bro. So like you said, like at one point of time. It was all about the music, and then it was it was the I don't know what year it was, but one year I looked at that list and I was like, "What is this a fucking joke?" Yeah, man. Like, is this a yeah, joke, bro? That, like, yeah. this shit was, like, I think it was one year when um, well, I think it was the year before last year. I forgot who was on it, but it was just a joke to me, bro. Yeah. Like the whole, the, especially from a from an artist perspective. 
Yeah. You know, you, you grew up watching the XXL and the Source magazine, how you get the mics and shit like that. Like, they exactly. need to bring that back, bro. Yeah, man. They need to bring back the five mics. Yeah. You feel <laughs> yeah, me? Like, man. I said that the other day. I said I might start rating. Instead of dropping um, them fireballs and shit and yeah, people yeah. shit saying your shit fire, I might give you mics. If I give you four mics, you lit. You feel me? Yeah, I yeah. I give you three mics. If I give you one mic, wrap it up, my nigga. Hang right, that right. shit up. Yeah, you feel man, me? Because yeah. niggas got to really take it back to the music. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's another... That's why music is not how it is, man. Definitely. Definitely. Um, I mean, we talked about the local shit. We talked about what's going on in the news. We talked about your project, the the, the dope music you got, um, songs and shit. W- what about what about right now? Like, what are you working on? What's your next project? Uh, right now I'm working on my next tape. It's called Soon It Shall Get Real For You. Ah. It's from, um, it's kind of like the prequel or like, the, no, I wouldn't say the prequel. It's kind of like the sequel to I've Been This Way. You know what I'm saying? You know, I've been, th- I've been this way. is something just stating you, telling you who I am and that i always been this person that, you know what I'm saying, that you may have not seen me as, but i always been this person. Mm. And now, you know what I'm saying, soon it shall get real for you. This, this is where, you know what I'm saying, life hits you. And this is where shit's starting to get real. You know what I'm saying? This is where, you know what I'm saying, a lot of things... You know, as a kid, you never thought what happened is happening. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up. So, um, this project, when do you plan on releasing it? Uh, uh, sometime in the fall. The fall. Okay, okay. So, you got some time to cook up there. Yeah, man. Definitely, ah, man. Definitely. You know, the fall, you know, it starts to get a little, you know, a little cold again. Yeah. So, you know, the, the whole theme of this project. You know, what you just said, I think that would fit perfect with the season. You know what I'm saying? Right, you know, right. music goes in the seasons, your shit. You feel me? Yeah. Um, so as far as, like, the rollout, wh- where is this project going to be found? Um, you going to shoot any vi- videos? You going to do uh, any singles? Uh, what? Definitely, man. I'm actually shooting a trailer to it right now. Mm. Actually, I just wrapped that up today. Uh, I'm definitely going to put out a lot of, lots of visuals. Uh, yeah, man, I'm trying to get into my acting skills also, man. I'm trying to do the director shit, bro. Mm-hmm. So I definitely gonna put that out. It's also gonna be out on uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, all those platforms. That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, let the people know where they can follow you at. Uh, yeah, you can follow me at uh, IG, Twitter, um, Third Eye underscore G. You can follow me on Facebook at Anthony Butler. You can find me on Facebook also at Third Eye G. Um, SoundCloud Third Eye underscore G. Spotify Third Eye. I mean Third Eye G. I mean, everything is Third IG, man. YouTube is Third IG, man. That's what's up. Make sure y'all go follow Third IG. Um, check out that Midnight Savages on SoundCloud. Yep. Check out the the video and, and and that new joke, Make a Play. He's snapping. He's talking to y'all. You feel me? He exactly. definitely giving you something to listen to. Yep. Um, like I said, Famous Before the Fame is about the artists. It's about the culture. It's about. It's not about popularity. It's about the music. You right. feel me? So you here today? I want people to check out your music, get to know you, follow you, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You feel me? Exactly. That's what's up. So um, like I said, go check out the music. He got the new project coming. I'm gonna I'm gonna check that shit out. We are gonna blow that shit up. You feel me? As soon as you drop it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So also, also, man, if you haven't listened to "I've Been This Way," man, go make sure you listen to "I've Been This Way," man. It's an incredible story, man. It's not just some regular, you know what I'm saying? I got a couple funny skits in there, a couple funny things in there, man. Definitely go check it out, man, on all platforms, bro. Dope project, dope project. Definitely go get that. Um, This your boy, Super Sean. I have my boy Third IG coming through here. Yep. You feel me? Bless the studio. Um, 
Check him out, definitely. You feel me? Famous Thank you for listening fame. to Famous Another People for the Fame podcast. I really appreciate it. Check this out. I'm going to keep doing my job, which is continue to deliver dope content. What I need from you in return don't even cost $1. If you really like this episode and want to hear more, make sure you follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and watch us on YouTube so you never miss another episode. Like, subscribe, review, retweet, and share. Again, I am Super Sean, and this is FamousBeforeTheFame.com.